0: So today we've got the guys from Houseplants. We've got Chris, Nate, Robert,
1: and Eric. How's it going? Good. Oh, I'm good. Pretty good. Really impressed you remembered all of our names because I don't remember anyone's name. I've been thinking really good, of all day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, but uh, they will be covering Spit Fountain by Algernon Codwell-Odder. codwell Um So let's just jump right into it. Why this song?
2: Uh, so we kind of... <laughs> so we don't like a lot of the same music as ourselves. Yeah. And um, basically, this is the song that kind of all brought us together. Right to the middle, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah it, there's a funny story behind the song, though, because I, cause I found it first. Um, I showed it to them on our first tour, like played in the van. I was like, hey, guys, listen to this song, right? No one listened. Everybody was doing their own thing. And then like two months later, Robert's like, hey, have you heard this song called <laughs> Spit Fountain? <laughs> wait, and wait, I was wait. like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I, I listened to the okay, song, and Eric I loved it, it. Eric's the only good friend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I put it on in the in the car and Robert's like, whoa, what song is what? this? <laughs> this is so good. I was like, are you kidding me? Nate showed this to us like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, it was
1: But that's not the first time Robert's done that to me. It's and true. it won't be the last. <laughs> Robert, the master of
3: stealing jokes and cool things.
1: I don't
0: steal jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um that's funny because uh, the the title cover stories came from my dad. I was talking to my dad about the podcast idea. And he said cover stories. I was like, that sounds dumb. And I was talking to Zach about it. I was like, yeah, my dad said cover stories. And I was like, wait, that actually does sound pretty good. So <laughs> now I know sometimes in a different context you hear it, and you're like, oh yeah, this this is actually a pretty cool song. You know,
2: <laughs> Robert had Robert's no excuse. Yeah, Robert had no <laughs> <laughs> excuse because not only did Nate send it in the group chat, let's uh, link to it. His girlfriend sent a leak <laughs>
3: to it. So.
1: Yeah, that's right. We we had like our pre-tour group chat we're talking about <laughs> like the flyer and stuff like that. You know, I don't go on the group chat though. Yeah.
3: yeah. No. And now that I'm. Not on iPhone. That's even better because I don't hear you know bing bing whole day. <laughs> well,
0: that's cool. Um, so where where did you first hear it, Nate? When did you? It just came up in like
1: my daily mix on Spotify. Okay. It just came up one day. I was actually driving to a Joyce Manor show. Oh, cool. And I was like, oh, this song's sick. Hell yeah! And so I saved it. And yeah.
0: Which uh, Joyce Manor show? Who were they playing with? Ooh. Was that here or in Austin? It
1: was here. So it's been a with little waves? while. No. Yes, it was with waves. Yeah, right. I saw that, that night. Yeah, that was
0: a really, really good show.
1: Oh, we have a wave story too. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Our first band, me, Robert, oh. and Chris, that we played in. Um, the Marmalites, the Marmalites. I just really, got a really like thing on
3: Facebook about that too. Yeah. Um, oh, you, sh- you yeah, said, said that, that too, to me. Yeah. I remember that.
1: Yeah. We we did a cover of that song and it was not. It very, was awful. It was, it was the whole eyes. set. There's like a, that, a uh,
4: oh
5: really like, like a glassy feel in it, but I we used a melodica because yeah. <laughs> hey yeah we're fresh out of high school <laughs> yeah. and naive right yeah. we,
1: we had like that. we had like two like ten watt PV amps oh yeah two practice
5: amps I wanted to switch between two amps because I was an idiot
1: yeah and then also um looking (laughs) back on it i hate when people do this but the other bands are like hey do you want a backline our or kit just to make things faster and i was like no i want to use mine because i know how it sounds and i look back at the video and i'm just like my drums sound terrible
5: (laughs) remember when we wanted to use the carpet we did want to we we, we we marked everything we marked out a carpet
1: yeah because you know that's what we see bigger tours do so why don't we do that too and um, yeah, like I totally passed up on a chance to play on like a three thousand dollar Gretsch, uh, yeah, just to play my crappy. Uh, what was it?
5: Uh, oh, it was it was uh, an old. It was a vintage kit. It was a. It, it was uh, an
1: old. Um, not Slinger. No, slinger, it was Slingerland. It was, sling, it was yeah. from like the
5: seventies. Yeah, uh, don't, don't have that kit anymore. I <laughs> traded for a better guitar. Well, debatable, but yeah. we traded it for a guitar that I needed because I was playing on a Johnson, which was not. Not the greatest,
1: <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so anyway, so we covered Green Eyes. Uh, we also we covered what else did we cover? We covered Five Hundred um, Miles. Five hundred? No no no, 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 no. That, that, that was the same first show. show. We covered uh, oh. Bukowski by the, uh, Moose Blood. Blood. Yeah, um, and Pillar of Salt. Pillar <laughs> of <laughs> Salt by the Thermals. <laughs> yeah. And then and Drake and Josh the theme song. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
5: and then and then just another song, but the old version of Just Another Song. Oh yeah. yeah. And then Chris's song yeah that's right
1: okay yeah. not a good set um band broke up right <laughs> after we played the show uh and then me and robert started started house plants by ourselves and uh and then eric and chris came in along the way yeah.
0: that's awesome that's a, it's cool it's kind of like rites of passage kind of thing with, oh, with being in a band yeah. i think there's so many bands that like immediately are able to like have like moderate success and it's it's nice to hear about like the things that didn't go so well.
5: Yeah. Oh, it's so bad! And Our ever... first show was we played eighties covers acoustically. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. it could... was
3: great. It was, it was, not, it was <laughs> god awful. And with the keyboard, just I oh, forgot about yeah. the keyboard. I'm not, not very good. I'm just <laughs>
1: well. Remember what, what was it? What's that song called? It's someone from Hot Rod. Um... I have no idea. Push it to what, the did limit? Play it? No, I think no. it's like, you're the voice under, time, under time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, our singer, we won't name him, uh, did a cover of it and tried to play <gasps> keyboard at the same time. Oh. <laughs> and it broke down so fast. He that. didn't yeah. practice. He, you know, he never did. I mean, but did any of us practice? No, <laughs> we did. did. Oh, no, yeah. No, okay. Us three did. We all three practiced. That's I remember true, that actually. a lot. But our Breck singer, anyway, so yeah, so we felt so bad. So we went up on stage with him as he's like trying not to cry, playing. <laughs>
3: playing <laughs> K- oh, he wasn't, he was, I don't know about that
1: one. <laughs> and I mean, we were, he seemed shaky, I can tell you that. Yeah. All and right. so we went, you know, it's one of those things where you mess up. Yeah. And then you just keep messing up because you're thinking Snowball. about how you messed up. Yeah. yeah. So we went up on stage and we we're just like, eh, you know, just like clapping right yeah. there, trying to like win the crowd back. And yeah. it didn't work. What is that the worst experience you've had on stage? Yeah. Uh, uh, yes yeah. for me <laughs> if i think back i can probably think of Other, something our shows Does as house plants
5: there's not a single show that that eclipses
1: that
3: i mean that wasn't really you know house plants oh i know
5: like on the stage house plants are significant no
1: I, I i think the acoustic um <laughs> show was not as bad as the full band show that we did at least because the it's acoustic available. one went fine it went fine. And when we played just like, and we're also like the house band for like uh-huh. a coffee night. So no one really expected much from us. So I, I think there we did fine. a lot fine. of people there though. I don't we know. Probably there more people than people. have ever been to a houseplant show. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um, <Stop. laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely think the other one went worse because I had only been playing drums for like two months at that point. Oh, wow. And watching it, you can definitely tell that I had only been playing drums for two months <laughs> I at can that feel point. So like you're that,
5: that, that misplaced uh, crash yeah on those on those uh
3: those uh zildjian
1: on those zildjian zbt's yeah that are like uh,
3: i will say though nate you like just out of all the people that i know you have like a lot of natural talent
1: because
3: like like i mean you've never
1: really taken
3: lessons for drums right no yeah and like i mean you picked them up really good because remember when i was the drummer (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah so originally i was a guitarist and chris oh my guitarist. god chris you're so, so right stop yeah and i was just like chris let me give that a try <laughs> well,
0: that's yeah, cool that's I, I know how you guys were talking about the different the venn diagram and algernon's kind of in the middle there mm-hmm. um what are some what are the, the weirdest things that you guys are into that not everyone is into <laughs> talking about music
4: right yeah yeah okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's another podcast i think, I think i'll start uh,
5: i really like the post-rock genre what oh, yeah? oh. that music is definitely like i just can listen to that like all the time and it, it's just it's just instrumental stuff like yeah. there's some like backing like vocals and whatnot but uh that's definitely like the weirdest genre that, like, literally no one else here listens to. Yeah, it,
0: so, like, Mogwai it. and, like... Yeah,
5: and, like, uh, my favorite band's This Will Destroy You. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I fucking love those guys. I,
0: I've tried so hard to see them, and it's not hard to see them, but every time I've gone to a show, I've either gotten too drunk,
4: oh. or <laughs>
0: I, I remember one, the first time I went, I was, like, I just got dumped. So I was just oh, in no. such
4: a bad mood. I was, just, like, sucks. I don't even want to
0: stay. I've but uh, s- they're they're loud. I hear they're...
4: They're awesome. Yeah. Um
5: uh, I've seen them three times, and the I remember the first time I like saw him, it was like my first concert that oh, like yeah. I really wanted to go to, and I was like front stage, and just like the bass it was just, it was life changing. I would oh. definitely say it was definitely something just like what's like wow, I want to be like in music and whatnot. Like it was awesome.
0: It's funny because it sounds so easy to play, but being able to sustain those notes on guitar for yeah. so long without going out of tune, yeah. is ridiculous. Uh, they,
5: they uh, they're definitely like they really know how to manipulate, like, volume Uh and, like, their crescendos. And that's what's, like, that's what's, like, really amazing to me because it's, like, something I kind of, like, I I like to play with. It's, like, you know, volume and whatnot, so.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. What
3: about everybody else? Uh, I like uh, Minecraft raps. (laughs) 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 No, I I grew up listening to, like, a lot of different stuff. Like, my dad uh, would play, like, Chili Peppers and stuff, and, like, I listened to, like, you know... Uh, what is it called?
1: You were definitely a big punk kid when I met. Oh yeah, him. in
3: middle school and like high school, I was like punk rock all the way. Everything else is just utter trash. Yeah. He, definitely an elitist. And like I think I feel like in the you know, in just the punk scene, that's kind of how everyone yeah. is. It's just if like like if you don't like punk, and you know,
0: you're a conformist or yeah, whatever. Conforming to non-conformity, yeah. basically. And, and like, yeah. a,
3: another thing, too, that I really don't like, I see a lot of, like, young punks and stuff, like, t- saying, like, why are these old people at this show? <laughs> like, I'm like, who cares? If, if they weren't there, no one would be.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's this, they, they did a meme, they did the whole grown-ups meme with Steve mm. Buscemi, you know, how do yeah. you do fellow kids, and he said, that's Toby Morris from H2O, <laughs> every show. Like, he's just, like, there <laughs> trying to get these younger guys, and it's funny, because... The, my first show was Warped Tour 2001, uh-huh. and H2O was the first band I ever saw. So to me, like I have this different perception of them. And yeah. I, was, I talked to some of my friends. They're like, "Yeah, those fucking old guys from New York." Like, yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> man. What were some of your favorite bands? Um, uh, I know Black Flag. That's probably like the last one that I was really into. I really liked the uh, Casualties. I went and saw them with uh, Lower Class Brats. That was like my first concert. Or no, my first concert was Agent Orange. And uh, I really like the West Coast kind of surfing, oh, yeah? surfer rock. I was really into that. And um,
0: Which version of Black Flag do you like the most? Like Keith Morris oh, or Rollins? Or... I like Rollins. I like just younger I like Rollins. Rollins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TV party. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Keith Morris, like, he has so much, like, energy and power. Like, I, just, I love him and uh, Circle Jerks, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
5: Chris, yeah. you have to talk about how you worked with uh, your favorite um, local oh yeah so there's
3: this local band called oh well they're not together anymore I, I can't even think of their name right now but freaking I worked at this pawn shop it was like my first like big big real job I guess and um oh I wish I could remember their name um but I went and saw them when they opened up they opened up for the casualties and Oh we yeah there was a time that we had a, oh, me and uh my friend Hugo, my really punk friend in high school, it was me and him and this uh guy that we met that was a drummer, and we opened up for them. it was really another really bad <laughs> bad experience uh but uh, i I worked with um at the pawn shop. I found out after like almost a year working there that the the drummer worked there oh, like wow. with me he was my manager and I was like. Oh, yeah. Dude, you were in this band. I have your shirt in my closet. That's crazy. <laughs> so that was like really surreal. He's like, "Oh my god, dude!" That that was a really crazy, surreal moment. That's awesome. Yeah. It's I think that's the cool thing
0: about like being in San Antonio and there's the scene is so much bigger than it gets credit for. It yeah, because there's so many. I think in doing this podcast, I've learned a lot about the different bands here. And yeah, we started. We our goal was like, oh, we're gonna have our friends on, and then we kind of opened up and like, really, oh, like, like I didn't know about you guys and I'm glad that you guys are making the type of music you are because it's just really good and really cool to hear. So I'm glad you guys could come on to, uh, it's, it's been really cool to hear, you know, you, everything you're playing. But what about you guys? What are some, some kind of off the...
4: they
2: can go first. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I really started off with like, like a sceny weeny emo bands, oh, yeah. like uh Pierce the Veil and, um sleeping with sirens and stuff like that that's kind of like what i got started off with um i still love pierce Avelle to this day by the way i will not let anyone shit talk pierce <laughs> um but now i listen like i'm pretty much listen to what we play, which is just like midwest emo yeah east coast emo like uh, hot mulligan or Probably, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right okay they make fun of me because i talk about hot mulligan a lot but those are like my guys it's my Yep. <laughs> remember <laughs> yeah. that for later. I'll keep it going. They have a joke that every time I talk about Hot Mulligan, they got to take a shot. So <laughs> remember that. Um, but yeah, Hot Mulligan, Kayak Jones, um, like Convenient Trash are like some of my favorite bands right now. I'm still really into like the Wonder Years, but yeah, definitely. Just. What,
0: what kind of got you into it from what did what transition or did something any um, Any band kind of got you or is it Hot Mulligan? No,
1: definitely like <laughs> Knuckle Puck and oh, yeah. Neck Deep were like the kind of transition into like because... I remember Knucklepuck when they were like a tiny band playing like the tiniest stage at Warp Tour, and so kind of like that kind of introduced me to like the DIY scene, and then I ended up finding Hot Mulligan, and that's kind of when I realized like oh, you know, like maybe I can play music too. And so yeah, I remember like Hot Mulligan's first show in Texas. They played uh, "Find Something, Gentlemen" in Austin to like ten kids. Oh yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, just like watching them now play to like. Last time they played at Paper Tiger it must have been like, you know, six or seven hundred. I think that's like the cat for the room. So six or seven hundred kids, you know, it's just crazy to me to, to see them grow up that much.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I I am not a fan of Pierceville, but I like that they rep the Chicano scene very well. Yeah. So that's kind of like I can't hate on that. You know, it's kinda of cool. I, I I I think I just I I age out of them. I think I was already in college at that point when yeah. they were big. So I didn't had I been in high school, I probably would have been way about them.
1: Yeah, they were like uh Pierce and All Time Low were the first bands that my girlfriend showed me. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, those bands, like, hold, like, like very near and dear to my heart. But, yeah, so started off with, like, All Time Low, Pierce moved into, like, more pop punk stuff, like Neck Deep and Knuckle Puck, and now we're on to Midwest Emo. That's how it works, man. Like, I feel like there's so many
0: gateway bands. I mean, Green Day and Blink-182 were like that for me, and, and even MXPX here degree, and you get to a point where you're like – you feel kind of embarrassed for liking that music and then yeah. you get to
1: a point where you're old enough to where you go back. You're like, Oh, I
0: don't give a shit. I still like this stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, and it's definitely like good because you go see those bands and you stick around for, the, or you come early for the openers and that's a good way to learn yeah. about, you know, smaller bands. And then that leads to even smaller bands and you just, and then you really find your niche that you like.
2: Without blink this band. Well, I would have never joined the yeah, band. Without
1: and yeah. modern baseball, Eric no. wouldn't have joined this band. We have a really funny story about how we met.
2: Yeah. I feel like we tell it a lot. I, we told it on the radio and stuff like that, but, yeah, but I'll tell it again. Yeah, we'll tell it again. <laughs> but like music-wise, I grew up um, listening to classic rock. My dad was a huge classic rock, so I would listen to My first favorite band was actually Cheap Trick. Oh, yeah? I love Cheap Trick. My, that was my first concert, too, and I caught, um, what's the guitarist's name? Rick something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I caught one of his guitar picks, and it was like, oh, that's it's crazy. You know? I got but. hit in
1: the face by Mark Hobbes' pick. <laughs> oh, that's pretty yeah. cool, though. And Jada caught it.
2: So I'm originally from El Paso. Okay. And um, Nate has family in El Paso. And um, right when Pokemon Go was, was getting... I guess we owe it to Pokemon Go as well. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: But right yeah. when Pokemon Go was happening, um, we joined... We and my friend joined this, like valor group thing so they group yeah yeah
1: that my cousin was running and his friends
2: yeah so he was visiting El Paso at the same at the time and I went to the valor meetup at this park called album and I was just kind of standing there and he was just kind of standing there and he went up to well I don't know how it went but I had my blink 182 film case and a modern baseball shirt on and either one of us was like oh blah 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 we started talking to each other
1: because I think it was around the time that blink was doing that tour with the data remember too yeah so it was like oh I'm going to see blink
2: and oh then, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah, and then it was like oh me too oh cool and then yeah. we ended up talking yeah um yeah.
2: but then that's the only time i met him before uh-huh. i moved i I live in austin but uh the day before i moved to austin i was like hey let's jam out sometime you know um and he was like actually i'm gonna go record with my with my band some uh or in the next week like can you come up and and we'll jam out then maybe and i was like okay and so I went up to Trey's house and yeah,
1: our boy Trey Carnes,
2: Trey shout out, Karn, shout out. Um, and then, yeah, I met Nate and then I met Robert for the first time and then yeah, I just kind of joined the band. I felt really awkward because I didn't know like the, the talent level of, <laughs> of the band low. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nate, Nate sent me a record of the first recordings.
1: Yeah. Cause originally I was a singer. And then yeah. I did that first recording, and I was like, and "I don't want to sing." I picked, I
2: picked out, I picked out a song, and I learned it by ear, and I sent it to him. And I was like, "Oh, I hope I'm not like, <laughs> I hope I'm not making watch them this. <laughs> but I But yeah, just
1: impressed that you like learned the song by ear. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm self-taught in all my instruments, and I, I like how we did how, how I played bass and stuff like that because it's very much. This song reminds me of a lot of first. So like, I played bass as my first instrument, and like our first tour is that you were literally literally listening to that Cal water, like yeah. all the time. Yeah.
4: I
1: think I just put that album on repeat the whole time that yeah. I was, that I was driving. Yeah. I
5: was pretty sure it's a single. <laughs> I've been listening to the single on Spotify.
1: It's, the, I think they made like a compilation of like all their past albums and just put on oh. one album. Uh, it's, yeah. It's like it's listed yeah. as
0: EP fun.
1: you are talking about the color water, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, that they put out like most recently a an, an album, which is like a bunch it of songs. It was like a reissue, and they included yeah, like yeah.
0: uh, B sides and like they did have a few covers in there too. I think. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's the self-titled one, and they just put everything. Oh, there. okay. So yeah, that's what I was playing.
0: So oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just saying. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, so being from El Paso,
0: I mean, did you grow up on at the drive-in like uh, or more. <laughs> so at
4: that
2: point, so uh, my best friend Austin. Loves at the drive-in, Mars Volta, and Sparta, uh-huh. and I actually saw the lead singer Jim Ward at a little tiny little bar with him. Oh yeah, yeah, and that was pretty cool. But when I went from classic rock, I went into like punk rock and ska. I know yeah. I hate to say it, but I love ska. <laughs> Yo, his his kick drum oh, has I three
1: real big fish stickers on
2: it. Oh yeah, yeah. real big fish. Yeah. I love real big fish. Um, but with you know, the ska, one song, Aaron <laughs> <laughs> Baron. Um, but real big fish was the first band I saw again for like the second time. But the second time I saw him, it was real big fish and anti flag. Oh yeah. yeah. That that was a fun, that was a fun night. Cause I went in, I was like 16 maybe. And I went with my brother and then like halfway through the anti flag set, I couldn't find my brother anymore. And I was like, he's somewhere, you know, <laughs> I'm in this huge venue and I'm like, whatever. So, Isn't
1: that the first time we crowd surfed you? Or was that the No, that was the, the Rub- first time I saw
2: Rubik Fish. Okay. And then I saw The Offspring too. That was a fun that was a very That's a fun good show. That's a good show. Yeah. Rubik Fish
0: is another kind of gateway band that got me into ska. I mean that was like the first ska like I'd ever besides the boss tones on yeah. the clueless soundtrack. But like um I, I they're the type of band and I, I feel I've talked about this before in the podcast, but like ska kids in general, at least when I was in high school we're all drama nerds. They're all theater kids. Interesting. That was
3: me. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> I like I, And like, I loved Ska at that point too. Like I was really getting into Operation Ivy oh, yeah. and uh, Rancid and all that stuff.
2: Did you ever listen to Streetlight Manifesto? Yeah. I love. it. I feel Street like Street they Manifesto. were like the peak
0: of my Ska, ska I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. Because they, they were very different. Um, we actually just did another episode where we were talking about Rx Bandits and how Rx Bandits mm-hmm. kind of transcended Ska because it's... They were, they started as a ska band, but they turned into something completely different. And I felt like Streetlight was still enough of a ska band, but they also got kind of serious at first. Everything went numb is like perfect.
2: Yeah. Well, Streetlight was originally Catch, Catch 22. Twenty Two, yeah, Catch Twenty Two, and they redid that album. Yeah, me Nights. Yeah, me Nights is a, I can listen to that on repeat. It's funny because that that. The redo.
0: There are songs I like better on the original, and then there are mm. songs I like better on the second version. Like I think Christina is better on the original. Mm-hmm. Um, the one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. The final song is better yeah. on the original, but it's funny. I went to go see them play with Rubik Fish. Oh, in really? Austin. Yeah, it was. It was them, Rubikfish, Fish, MXPX, and his band called Zox. And um, I remember we went for Rubik Fish and Streetlight, and then we forgot we were fans of MXPX. But Streetlight played, and it was before that reissue came out. A redo came out. And there were people like trying to be smartasses, like, "Hey, play uh, uh Keysby Knights, you know, mm-hmm. play this," and like everyone was like, like kind of booing these guys, yelling that. But they did. They uh, what is it, Point Counterpoint and Keysby Knights Point Counterpoint I love like a Point, sequel?
2: Point Counterpoint is my favorite Streetlight song. Yeah, it's, it's such so a good, good song. Yeah,
0: and it's just the imagery in it is so yeah. cool. and they played it back to back, and they went back and forth. So it was really cool. Oh, that's I felt really, like really cool. We were, I felt like we we're part of something. And Keysby Knights came out. My favorite
2: again. story about Real Big Fish is when they were in El Paso, they they started yelling out, like, we're going to start playing the song of our favorite drink, you know, and you think it's beer. (laughs) And so they're like, ready, one, two, three, four. And then they started playing a tequila. (laughs) (laughs) And then after that, they started playing, um, they're like, oh, we're just kidding, you know, we're going to play it again. And so then we started, then they started playing pina colada. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bunch of jokesters. And like, when I saw that, I'm like, wow, that's what I want to be on stage, you know? Yeah.
0: They're a lot of fun. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, I think my favorite fun fact about them is the guitarist Maroon 5 used to play with them. Really? Way back in the day. And I, I could see that. I remember Aaron, the lead singer. I used to like follow their blog in high school, and mm-hmm. um, he was talking about how much he hated Maroon 5 because they stole their guitar. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, um, they're, they're interesting, man. They're, they're still doing it. I mean, it's 25, yeah. 30 years into their career. Yeah,
2: for sure. They, they just announced, oh, actually, Anti Flag just announced another tour. So I'm um, supposed to go up to El Paso to see that with a couple friends. So
0: that's cool. Yeah, anti flag like, always reminds me. I have a, I had a friend who was in ROTC, and we were just getting in. This is like 2002, 2003. We we're just getting into like anti flag and mm. like I guess mall punk for like a better yeah. word. And he had "Die for Government" in CD, and this is before like MP3 players. Yeah, and he's there online the first day of ROTC, and his drill instructor, whatever, is getting in his face, and you can hear "Die for Your Government." (laughs) 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 And he was just like praying, like, "Please don't hear the words." (laughs) (laughs) words." But yeah, um, so you you guys, I I, we talked about your sound a little bit, and you've got that kind of midwestern emo sound. Um, You talk about Algernon. There's a big scene in Philadelphia. Talk about modern baseball a little bit. What are some other, maybe not just Philadelphia, but like Midwestern emo bands that you guys are into? You guys kind of give me a mom jeans vibe
2: sometimes. That's yeah. where we get. I mom I like jeans mom is jeans. our... Mom jeans. I really like mom jeans too.
1: Yeah, I think um, our whole like thing when we first started the band was supposed to be more like East Coast emo, which is, or I guess mom jeans is still kind of Midwest, but like modern baseball and mm-hmm. like stuff like
2: that. Um, I still feel like we hold on to those values too. Uh, but there is, it's definitely changed
1: yeah we've gotten more like twinkly guitars now yeah so but um yeah like mom jeans is our big comparison which I'm I like mom jeans I just can't listen to him too much because then his voice just starts to yeah. <laughs> starts, yeah
0: he sounds like a cartoon character yeah bit, yeah
1: and um <laughs> that's spot on I guess <laughs> I know, I mean, I've already said my bands that I listen to now like what do you guys yeah. remote like drive
2: sound wise I don't know I I started my voice is I've gotten compared to, like, Jake from Modern Baseball, you know? Yeah. And that's because when in, in high school I was with I was in a little band, but we would just do Modern Baseball and Front Bottoms covers, you know? Yeah. And so that's what my voice is throughout all our albums, you know? Or at least that's what I try to shape it as. Yeah. Even our, our producer, Trey, when I sang our second album, when I was singing it, he was like, you sound like the dude from the front bottoms, if the dude from the front bottoms knew how to sing. <laughs> so I was like, wow, thanks. That's a cool compliment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Jake from modern baseball was on, uh, yeah, I listened to washed up Emo podcast. So it's a really cool podcast. This guy, Tom Mullen, I, I feel like he needs to give me some money cause I mention him almost every episode. <laughs> um, but he used to be an AR guy for EVR. And then now he works for Atlantic records, but he, he grew up in the scene and, uh, he's just talking, he's like in his late thirties and he talks about emo and stuff like that. And he had Jake and they were talking about the emo revival. And it was just so funny because they were just playing music that they liked. You know, they were just, it wasn't really an emo revival back then. They just liked this. And when people started telling them like, Oh, you guys sound like nineties emo. They were like, Oh, like what is that third day blind? Like they had no <laughs> idea what nineties emo was. And they had never listened to like mineral or, or even like old getup kids or anything like that. So it's just so cool that that happened So like naturally, and it wasn't something that they were trying to do. They weren't trying to be American football. They were yeah. just, you know, um, what what are some uh, what are some other bands that you guys
2: like take from? Yeah, mm. or or just
0: like
3: you know in general as far as from that scene or. Oh, I just want to say that band that I was talking about earlier that 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 I worked with the drummer. Uh, it's called Sudden Attack, but okay, I, nice. they did break up and they have a new band called Nemesis, I believe.
2: But check them out. Okay, cool. <laughs> um. There's this band that I found just randomly. I don't know how it did it, but Spotify recommended me this band that had like 84 listeners. Oh yeah, but it wasn't even. They're not from San Antonio. They're they're a band called Perfect Saturday. Uh huh. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. They're really really good. Nate doesn't like them because the lyrics are really literal. Oh yeah. But um,
1: I like subtlety
2: yeah. in lyrics. Yeah,
1: I like like actual. I don't want to sound mean. Like songwriting, like <laughs> telling a story without telling. The he story. likes metaphors. metaphors. Yeah. yeah.
2: But me, me and Robert go wild for this band, and yeah, I, I really like Perfect. They used to be called the the Incomparable Liam Neesons. Yeah, Yeah, but then they changed their name. But yeah,
0: before Spotify, I used to get in YouTube like rabbit holes. That's how I found out about Remo Drive. Yeah, because I I don't have. There's a lot when I was listening to pop punk, like we called No Effects pop punk. Because yeah. that's that was that's what we thought like it was basically skate punk, but then Blink One Eight Two got big, and then you have these kind of like changed it a little bit. Yeah, and I can't be that old guy being like, "That's not punk punk, man." You know, and
3: I was that old. Oh, guy. yeah, when I was like sixteen. <laughs> yeah, like I listened to Screeching Weasels and stuff. Yeah, and like like uh, Descendants. I was, oh oh yeah, Milo goes to college. Like that was the only album I listened to for like tenth grade.
0: I I. Literally in the last ten years, just got into Descendants because oh, I couldn't listen so to them when I was good. in high school because I didn't get it.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I felt like Blink One Eight Two does this, or right. exactly, like, no, yeah, yeah you know? um, But but then I, I kind of got away from it. And I can. I mean, I moved to Austin, went to school in Austin, so naturally I listened to pretentious hipster shit. Um, and I love, I love, like I love Arcade Fire and stuff like that. So when I moved back to San Antonio, I think um, it, it felt like I was in a coma. I felt like I just woke up and like I'm like, whoa, this is what pop punk is, like Joyce Banner was the first band that got to me. Pup is amazing. Oh, oh I, love, I like Pup. Uh, they've got like the Robert greatest music videos too.
1: They do. Robert and Eric don't like Pup for some reason and I don't understand it, but Pup is just like, to me, just like, you, I've put on Pup before I, I, and I know that I've shown you Pup and you've been like Probably. yeah I don't really like this a year from now he's going to be like oh who's this band oh, yeah,
2: yeah he got that band called like, Yo, Pup they got,
1: smacks. they got the kid from Stranger Things in their music videos <laughs> like Bruh. Wow. And it was, yeah Pup is amazing um,
0: I have a buddy from Austin he was in a band called Whitman um, and he was actually in one of Pup's music videos. Uh, oh, that's so cool. They had, like, people submit them doing covers, and he's, like, on
1: Oh, there. yeah, yeah, I remember that. That wasn't too long ago, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, they actually yeah.
0: gave him a shout-out at the Mohawk uh, the last uh, last time they were in town. That's so cool. Um, but, yeah, Pup, I mean, that, they're one of those bands from YouTube, and, and Remo Drive, it's funny, because I see Remo Drive, it was... Um, uh, the first big single. Um, uh, not gonna fucking hear it anymore.
5: Oh, uh, uh, we were literally listening to that like last week, it's Chris. Not, I know, it's not art school, right?
1: No, no. no it's, it's, it's not. i my. It's not on my own. No, this before that.
3: Yeah,
0: so. The lead singer is, like, doing this Naruto run in it. And I'm just. Have yeah, you seen yeah, the music video? Yeah. Oh, I, I love that
5: music video. That's, so it's so good. simple. It's, yeah. like, it's just like, hey, I'm going to have my iPhone and sit in the back of the truck. Yeah. You guys just run and, like, play your
0: instruments. That's so cool. And I used to hate watch a lot of pop punk stuff. I'm, like, just so I could make fun of it. Amongst myself because I'm a nerd like that, yeah. and I remember watching. i like, "Oh man, this is gonna suck." And I watched. and I was like, "Oh man, this is so good." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh wait a second. Yeah. Perfect
5: Saturday's got a really cool. Not to bring them back up again, but Perfect Saturday's got a really cool music video that's basically like like a like a tracking shot throughout the whole house, and like I, I guess they all live together or something. But like I think their drummer was like on the toilet, like and like his <laughs> pants are like fully down and whatnot. Like he was covering everything, but I, that was really cool.
1: I'm yeah, not the, a big music video person. Yeah, we know Nate. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> um, the music video is like, the song is about him like living his life on Twitter, and it's basically him just going through his house like, oh, yeah. on Twitter, yeah.
0: That's cool. I, I, I was talking to someone earlier about how I miss kind of house show music videos. That was mm. really big in the mid-2000s. And I think, I mean, they haven't I haven't really seen a lot of music videos lately, but I think Mixtapes did one. It was just them kind of the similar, just going through the house. Um, I miss that. It was, it was just a part of like growing up in that scene mm-hmm. and, and being a part of it. And it just felt real. Uh, there's a band from here. I don't know if they still play, a kid named Thompson. And they uh, I mean, they were out in like 03, 04. Um, one of our, like a bunch of our friends are in their music video. And it's just so funny to us, like, oh, like, look, that's 14 year old you. That's 16 yeah. year old you, you know? It's really cool to like, it's kind of like a time capsule in a way. What are some some big you know we we in talking about agronon, I mean they've got that that twinkly sound we've been talking about a lot. Um, for, as a you know as a guitarist as, as you know bassist as drummers, what are some of the the things about different bands that kind of influence the way you create like how the type of music that you write?
3: I I know like recently the Garden. Oh uh, yeah, just because like I, it's two piece with a bassist, yeah, like, a drummer. Like I, I listen to like uh or not well. I really just kind of really focus on the bass in, in those songs and kind of when I'm writing music, I'm like, well, you know, how would it sound if this guy did it? And, like, not trying to maybe copy, but definitely take an influence. Yeah. Um, probably the, the Garden right now and then Remo Drive. I really like a lot of their bass lines. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: – uh I, so what I remember someone wrote about them how – their Bass player looks like a bass player, yeah. It's a weird
3: way to describe it. But a like, lot of people tell me the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> We've noticed that, like, we have you know friends and other bands, and like, bass players are all just the same. <laughs> we're all just one guy, <laughs> they're all just cut from the same mold. I also always say that there's no bass players out there, there's just third guitar players who were picked last, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, whatever it is.
1: So, how did you figure out the FAC GCE? Hot Mulligan. Really? It was Hot Mulligan. It it was Shaylee Chanel.
5: I wouldn't say it was that like we did tune it to that, but that's not what I think it was it was some other band. It was some other it wasn't Hot Mulligan though. It was another band. I mean, we did cuz it was Shaylee Chanel, but like when when I when we first, when we were talking about that, that was before Eric was even in the
1: band. Yeah, I know, but that and, was But like, like
5: I didn't even I didn't write though cuz like the first album's written in our DGCFCF. So, but there was a song that I tuned to and I do not remember it, it i like i remember tuning to that for hot mulligan but like I, it was just like a passing thought and then there's something else i'm just like well i should probably like look into this a little bit be- better and yeah that, that was that was it i wouldn't say hot mulligan really like influenced a lot of like my guitar writing like
1: uh, i mean i was just saying specifically for the tuning i don't i don't know about it
5: that, wasn't the right tuning anymore. no um like for me, like uh, I really like like in post rock, there's like a lot of swells uh-huh. and like slower melodies, which is like I really like. And then actually recently, um, <laughs> I was listening to Parachute the other night, and um, they they had the guitars from Lady Antebellum, which is like country. But like, there's just Last something about like country that country twang that yeah. like <laughs> is like really like I'm digging, and like I'm on a tonal quest. I'm trying to I'm trying to find that twang. I really want to use that. It sounds so good. Country is really I, I I found like my own love for country after
3: yeah I, country's not bad you have to find the you <laughs> yeah. have to
5: find the right artist I, okay there's like
3: uh. in most genres you won't find music there where you're like I hate every single song in this genre like there's usually like one yeah yeah you know, one or two songs where for you're sure. like okay I can get
1: down with I kids. think I think the problem with country is that what's thought of as country is just yeah. stadium rock yeah. country and it's not like like there was um I, don't know, I had his name in my head and I forgot it but there Aylen was this like Jennings. smaller a country artist My dad used to listen to Like when I was growing up And like I, I love his work I still You know Like think about the songs I haven't listened to him Because I can't remember his name But um Yeah I mean It's just for the most part Like what we think of as country Is garbage <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. The only yeah. country I listen to Is Willie Nelson just Yo just Willie Nelson goes slap. slap Yeah yeah <laughs> Buddy
3: <laughs> Yo uh Whiskey River Take my mind
2: That one Willie Nelson's Pretty good buddy <laughs> Yo, <laughs> <laughs> well, Willie Nelson and um, John Denver, I wouldn't consider him country though. He kinda I, was he's, he's more like folk, middle, right? Yeah. yeah, we're definitely yeah. on a
1: tangent right now. We're talking about uh, oh, least, include- So, <laughs> no, that's
2: cool. I like this. This is what the we, podcast is all yeah. about. Yeah, we we I don't know how we came up with the FAC GCE. We we play. we wrote a song for for our second EP and it was an FAC GCE and we didn't like it at all, and it was the day before we were we were gonna record, oh, and right. and Robert like was Robert just did. sent me like I would yeah I just told Robert was like this doesn't work like this song is just not good so then he was just like here's a bunch of lyrics see if you can make, make out make something <laughs> so then I was like fine so I <laughs> fine. and so I ended up writing Paul Rudd hey uh, hey Paul Rudd thanks. The day before we started recording, I was like, hey, what do you think about this one? And they're like, wow, that's really cool. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. But um, on the song before, we had a really cool outro, and it fit perfectly with Paul Rudd. And um, I remember practicing that outro in Austin, and it's it kind of has like an intermediate twink, twinkly thing. And Nate was like, why don't you do like a do 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 type deal in between. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And so Robert showed it to me. He was like, "Okay." And so when we were playing, I was like, "I kind of figured out the, yeah. you know, type deal." And I, was, yeah. <laughs> I played it, and I looked at Robert, and Robert just goes,
4: <laughs> <laughs> "He did not like <laughs> me after that." Yeah. That was <laughs> the day I'm
5: just like That was the day I realized Eric was like significantly better than me, and that was just like I'm like. I, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I, I want to be at least on equal levels, and so that's why I wanted to learn the Spitz Pokemon Island rivalry. Yeah.
1: yeah, but like, okay, what bands have influenced your writing, whether it's like
2: songwriting or like lyrics or... Um, lyrically, a lot of front bottoms, front bottoms in modern baseball, but guitar-wise, um, the songs we've been writing has been a lot of... I hate to say it, but Hot Mulligan, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, they but just, yeah. I just we I think I just hit a rut where I was like, I don't know what to play anymore. I don't know how to play guitar right now, so I'm just gonna learn a bunch of covers. Yeah, you know. And so then you do that, and you're like, oh, okay, let me pop out six songs now that I know yeah. <laughs> where I can put my fingers and stuff like that. You know. And so, like, yeah. So I I I noticed in Hot Mulligan's new music video. That um, the guitarist who also sings, Chris, Chris yeah, um, he's playing on a Vox, and so I was like, "Oh, okay," you know, like I can kind of tweak in that sound, you know. And so we wrote a new song. Hey, there's a man in Lego. Lego oh, City. Yeah, no, There's, no, there's, there's trouble, trouble in, like, in Lego. There's City. trouble in Lego City. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I really like that crunchy sound that Hot Mulligan has, and so I try to write my guitar around that crunchy crunchy sound.
0: Let's go. Cool. Yeah. Where did the the titles come from? Because that's I feel like a, definitely a, a characteristic of not just the emo revival, but just emo in general. Like uh, these-
3: I know part, I feel like part of it is uh, memes and Twitter, yeah. of course, but yeah. also like <laughs> we like you see we all go on tangents and then like like we'll like go into this big deep tangent and then like it'll end on like. Give me your pants, you son of a bitch. like,
1: hey, is that a houseplant song? Yeah. There was a whole meme around, like, we'd say something dumb or funny or, like, kind of depressing, and we'd yeah. be like, oh, is that a houseplant song? Yeah. So I have, like, a list of, like, future song titles. Um, Yeah, I feel like we've definitely, like, that's definitely an, our thing now is funny song titles. Yeah. The for Lego le-
3: City one, I know I would definitely, I was just, like, going on YouTube at, like, 3 in yeah. the morning. Just, like, watching well, the TikTok for compilation. Hey, for <laughs> Hey Paul Rudd, thanks.
5: Uh, Eric wanted to, I, I, <laughs> I had this thing where I like to ask people like what their favorite rom com is, and I asked Eric that, and he's his favorite rom com was They Came Together, which stars Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd, and Quality. it's an awful movie, but it's Quality. it's an awful you know, movie
0: in in all the so right crazy. ways. It's so, so good, David Wayne. Yeah, it does.
5: Oh,
1: not someone else who's guys? seen it. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like everyone that we tell this story to is just like, oh, never heard of that movie, yeah. and then like people will be like, oh, like I love the song title, I love Paul Rudd, and we're like, hey, have you seen? <laughs> um, have you seen they came together? They're like, no, what is that?
5: Yeah, and like, I remember the first time we tried to watch it, I was at his apartment, and it, I had such a long day, and I remember just like going, watching, and just like falling asleep, <laughs> and like kind of like waking up. And he's just like, you want to sleep? I'm just like, a little, yeah. And then and then he we finished it at my house like some at some other time, and then while we were watching, uh, writing Hey Paul Rudd, thanks. I'm just like, we should
1: call this song Hey Paul Rudd, thanks. <laughs>
5: Oh, we already had the title. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so um, the joke, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, um, is that basically any, anytime someone leaves a room in the movie, they go, <laughs> hey, wait, thanks. thanks.
0: <laughs> and so, yeah. We... That's one of those movies, though. I, I feel the same way about, like, Aunt, that you should show Angie Trebekah. There's this, this oh, type... I love Angie Trebekah. I, it's... That's like new age naked gun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's... Funny, but I can't watch it for more than like. And that movie is an hour and a half, so like, yeah. my mouth hurts from laughing. <laughs> yeah, because like it makes me laugh, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my god, every fucking second there's another joke. <laughs> no, you can't concentrate. Yeah, yeah.
2: My favorite scene is when Paul Rudd walks into his apartment, and you could see subtly on his <laughs> door subtly. handle, yeah. on his door handle, it's like there's <laughs> arrows to show you how to turn it, but it's just a knob, so you can turn it either way. <laughs> just everything in that I love that movie so much
1: My favorite scene is the bar scene The uh, bar you, scene you, is you wait really you can't even look at like
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> something I thought would be like super like meme lord would is like to like have like an internet link to like a title but like the title's like a page long and like it's like it's so like it's I think it's like so I think stupid too far but like i think it's far enough
3: dude like because think i think it's crossing a line just enough you know what i mean because it's like in the future it, like when we have to revert back to like stone age technology <laughs> but we still for some reason have like cassette players and cds and we have to release our music like that we'll like. just call it like tiny url that's tiny URL. yeah but
5: then like when they go to it, it's just like this like fucking it's like fucking uh tale of two cities yeah uh, just the whole fucking <laughs> the script
4: book for the
1: the fucking movie script, script. Yeah. The <laughs> movie script yeah. that's a copy pasta
0: yeah. oh God. that's actually kind of brilliant. That's it's very like Thank you. Andy Kaufman esque. Yeah, I do, I love Andy Kaufman.
3: Are you on board now? Yeah, now I'm on board.
2: <laughs> I think we like naming our songs this just because it's it's some of our songs are are more serious and stuff like that, you know. And it's fun to to make make fun or make yeah, because we're of. not yeah. serious guys. We're yeah, we're not serious ballers. guys at all. But when we write lyrics, we're like, I'm so sad. I'm <laughs> sad. <laughs>
1: yeah, we've definitely yeah. It, it, it's like a nice um. Kind of yin-yang. Yeah, exactly. Like yin-yang. yin-yang yes. Kind of like, you know, the song's a little bit sad and depressing, but the title makes you laugh.
5: Yeah. For, for So for the first album, I had written like a majority of them. And like, for some reason, I was like big into those long
4: yeah, long, I love those two I still titles love
5: those. And that's why it's like just another song about a girl you don't know. I hope you don't hate me as much as I hate myself. I'm sure, um, something, will out I'm out sure something will come out of that. I'm sure something will come out of it, And like, and then like, woesers. Like, it's yeah. just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
3: whoa. <laughs> no. Mosers was because when you got your. Yeah, when, you when, go, when your I got my Pierce, no, yeah. no,
5: it was my industrial. Yeah. And I was like, Mosers. Mosers. Yeah.
3: That's awesome.
0: I, I think it's it's keeping that, that aspect of it alive. And it, you're right. I mean, it does have that kind of element where, you know, it's a serious song, but you can kind of still laugh about it. Um, I was going to say, um, do y'all, I mean, for most of those songs, does it have anything to do with the lyrics itself, or do y'all just have, like, this is going to be called this, and we're going to write the lyrics the later? The
2: only thing that pertains to the song is probably Y equals MX plus. It'd be that be like that sometimes. Well, just another and song. And Marlo. Yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, for the most part, right now,
2: it has nothing to do with the lyrics. Well, like, the first album the is The first album much, does. Yeah. yeah but, but, like, second EP. Oh, Bellevue Brian too. Yeah. No. But a lot of the times, it's just definitely new stuff not yeah. gonna have anything to do yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna
1: make it my goal to make
2: sure
4: that they have <laughs> nothing to y do Y equals MX
2: plus it'd, be, um, like it'd be like that sometimes actually came for we were playing a show and we had written the song we didn't have a title for it and I was like this one kind of sounds like math rock but it's still a sad one someone from the crowd was like <laughs> hey, Y equals MX plus it'd be like that sometimes man I was like that's the song that's title but great. thanks yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, did not know I don't remember that either I think it was at the uh, Ventura yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I think that, it was at but, the Ventura, and right. we were about to play, and, and he was like, "Y well, equals mx plus." It'd be like that sometimes. I was like, "Yeah, buddy, that's the song title now." <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Shout out to that guy. Shout out to that guy. I don't know his name, but thank you. That's awesome. I, I like when things kind of
0: come together like that. And um, I, uh, I remember, I, lo- I just love describing things using references or, or, or metaphors or whatever. You know, um, I remember I when I first heard "Minus the Bear." This was like oh four oh five. I said they were kind of mathy and one of my friends just like drilled me. He's like, that's not real math rock. It's not Don Caballero. <laughs> that's not whatever. You know, it's not, can't think of the other band names he brought up, but it's funny. Cause after that, I was like, okay, well it's like elementary school math rock. You know, it's just, there's aspects of it that are like mathy, but it's still very, you know, there's hooks, there's pop, you know, there's, yeah. there's it's a pop song essentially. Um, and I feel like that's still alive in a lot of the, the Midwestern emo that's out now. I mean, you kind of have, you can have your cake and eat it too. You don't have to have a fucking, you know, all these polyrhythms and things that, you know, yeah. that are so technical. You can you have the have technicality. play in like 7-8. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can have the technicality. I do want to write a
3: song in 7-8 though. No.
0: <laughs> Soundgarden songs were like almost all in 7-8 and it blows my mind because they just did that. They weren't even trying to like do 7-8 and they had a bunch of songs it on the just radio. S- yeah.
3: sort of just happened.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But it's cool. I mean, you can, like I said, you can have your cake and eat it too. You can jam out with these riffs and like, you know, but it doesn't have to be fucking Steve Vibe meets Between the Buried and Me, you know, it's a little Between mm-hmm. the Buried and Me, but it doesn't have to be
1: that way. You can, you can still write hooks and pop songs. Yeah, for me, I definitely like the, like the traditional song structure um, where it's just like verse, or verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. And yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely never become like a full on math rock band, but yeah, we,
2: you know, we, we like to add stuff, you know, I, I try to change the, the pattern every few times, but um, uh, I, we, I know we,
3: definitely we, that I like just after listening to a lot of like arty kind of, you know, hipster music lately, like I try and like change it up a lot. Like, um, like just the garden again, uh, and a lot of their songs, it'll just like, you'll be listening to a song and then it'll sound like two seconds later, a completely different. Yeah. Song. Yeah. So like I, I really like that cuz it kind of changes it up and makes variety like it just cuz it, it it's like as much creativity as we can in one album you know without overdoing it.
2: Oh. And like what's crazy is our our second EP um I feel like we did we did it so much better than our first EP. Yeah, All yeah, the songs are yeah. really really <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> Thank involved, you, man. But, <laughs> but it was it's really really good and then so we've been riding for our, our a new EP or, or a new album. album or album. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we were like, oh man, now we got to do something more. So we've been trying to do like something more complicated. And I think me and Robert both were, were really, really frustrated, you know? And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to learn hot Mul again And like, I learned their new song backyard uh. and it's, it's FACGC or DACGC. And like, it's three, five, seven, and then three, five, two, three. It's it's so simple, you know, and it sounds so good. Yeah. And you're like, oh, we're just overcomplicated. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, if we just make something so simple and so sounds good, you know, we can, we can add stuff into it. We can make it more complicated, not start more complicated.
1: Yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's definitely, to me, Hot Mulligan has always been a very, like, vocally and lyrically driven band. I mean, Tage just has, like, a unique yeah. voice and, like, is really, like... I think one of the best writers out there because he writes very metaphorically and like at, on first listen, the songs are really, really catchy and you think they're just fun and stuff, but like you dive into it more and you yeah. realize like these songs are about serious stuff and they definitely have some on the new album that are like super, super deep. That, I mean, I won't say what they're about here because, you know, it hasn't come out yet. I don't want people to, but yeah, it's like super, super deep stuff that you wouldn't notice on first on yeah. first listen.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. Um so uh do you guys have any final thoughts about, you know, Argonon Godwiller or or just the emo revival in general? Um
3: I just want to say as someone who has like you know been missing the scene for so yeah. long, uh I'm I'm happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like and I I was talking about this with Robert last night when we go on tour. I feel like the little brother that's like,
4: have you, have you heard of remote drive? <laughs> and,
2: and they're like, yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> I feel like I don't want to sound cocky, but I, I really like houseplant sound sound and stuff like that, you know? And like, we've it, definitely come a long way. Yeah, for sure. Um, a long, you know, and it, it's a really a mindset and it's, it's like, okay, if we're going to make it, then we yeah. have to believe that we're going to make it type. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's what for probably about the year and a half where we're like, okay, every, probably after our first tour, we're like, all right, this is something that we can actually do seriously. and Yeah. Yeah.
1: And definitely um, writing the new album, we've done a lot more, all of us writing together instead of just one person writing. Because for me, like, I like, you know, I like to write lyrics, but I like write like some lines and then I get stuck and I'm like, ah, scrap it. It's yeah. not good anyway. So yeah. it's good that like I can bring them like, hey, was thinking this what do you guys think and then they, we can all turn it into something so
5: yeah i definitely like uh like how how much house plants like sound has like evolved like when i wrote when i wrote the guitar for most of the songs for their first dp like it it was i i only wrote it a half step down the, because nate was singing and he has a lower voice and um i literally only played on like the top three strings and it was pretty bad and then like um fortunately we came across the uh just tuned in the the our kind of like the the tuning we use the most, which is like GG, CFCF, and that, that really helped out. Kind of like kind of like rounded out the sound a lot. Uh-huh. And then we I met Eric, and Eric was just like, "Oh yeah, how about this?" I'm like, "You're like a godsend."
2: <laughs> I felt like a real dick. <laughs> the first, I tried not to cuss because I wanted my parents to hear this. But on our first EP, um, we were we were doing. Robert did all the sc- scratch tracks and then I was there and then we were playing it and I was learning all the songs and then I was like, Oh, what if you do this? What if you do this? You know? And Robert was like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. change the song. I'm sorry.
1: Well, the, the first CP was written by me and Robert who had not much experience up until that point. I mean, we, we had played in two other very not successful bands and it was very much just, yeah, it, it, it wasn't a thing we ever thought like, oh, we're going to go on tour and oh, we're gonna like, it was just like, you know, we wanted to write music. Yeah, we had only
5: really written one, I guess, technically two. I wrote leads for one. I wrote the whole one, like all the guitar parts for one song and yeah. then just the leads for the other. And you wrote drawings for two songs. Yeah. So, so like we, we
1: had no experience. had like
5: two songs under our belt and we wrote, came out the first album and like some of those songs like I do enjoy and like some songs like I kind of do want to play live again, but I understand why we don't. Um, but like definitely from a lot of our newer stuff like that, that we have in our, from our second EP, it, I really enjoy playing. And then like the stuff we're working on right now is just like, it's just like, yeah, we're definitely, we're, we're, we're
1: moving up. Yeah. Not to be that band, but I think our new stuff is already like miles above our old stuff.
2: Yeah sure i think paul Rudd just kind of hit it off yeah
1: Yeah. paul Rudd was where we hit our stride i feel like writing i feel like before that like especially me drumming before that was a very just play in the pocket just you know simple beats and it's just because i was i never practiced i wasn't a very good drummer (laughs) and more recently i've been actually practicing and like playing paul Rudd, like it just totally changed how i play drums and
0: awesome i think that's the way to do it i mean if your new music isn't the most exciting music you're playing then what's the point you know Well, hey, thank you guys for coming on this was a lot of fun thank you so much Uh, um we really appreciate you thank you (laughs) um coming up next we have house plants covering algernon codwell otters spit fountain oh i feel like we should
1: talk about something really quick about the song um so normally Eric is our singer. Oh and yeah, yeah And guitars, playing guitar. Yeah. yeah. But um for this one, we really, really wanted to play this song and Eric didn't feel comfortable singing that high. So Chris, our bassist, is actually singing it. So you're gonna see it. It's gonna look like uh, a different configuration if yeah. you see us come if you come see us live, which you should. And um, so yeah, it's gonna look different. Uh, but it's still it's still Schlaps.
0: Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> well
1: hey, thanks six like
0: guys. really appreciate thanks having for you for having us. Thank
1: you. Thank you.